0: morning everybody hope everybody is well happy monday for those that are joining us live another week this is the first i guess full week that we've had in a long time hope everybody is ready to go fall is here i don't know where you live but where i live you can feel it we where i live in the northeast long island if you couldn't tell by the way i said long island it dropped like 10 degrees over the past week. So we're in fall. Fall is a great time to grow. We've been talking about this idea of energy, competition, and how competition drains your energy. It doesn't keep you self-generating your energy. If anything, it blocks it because you're never really satisfied. You're always in competition with somebody else. You never have a moment to enjoy. There's always someone with more. There's always someone faster, and even if you win, you can always then the game is over. You got to do it again. There was it always boggled my mind as a kid growing up how you know in one month of the year in baseball it's it's um, it's October football it's January February in basketball it's June. One month of the year when there are championships, you know, people are just like all focused in the championship and the champion is like on top of the world. You just fast forward like eight months and like he, they're regular people again. Like what happened to all that jubilation? It's just you're, you're in competition. It's going it to only lasts for a few moments. And when you live a life of competition, you never really can access the true energy that you have because you're always living in context. You're always seeing yourself as you apply vis-a-vis somebody else. But I want to delve into a a little bit of a different area today. And one of the things that I'm trying to do here is to talk about the blocks to our energy. And the reason why I'm taking that approach is because energy flows naturally. You don't need to become spiritual, right? You are spiritual. You need to reveal spiritual. Like you don't need to find energy. You have energy. You're built like a soul. You are sitting on a, a nuclear power plant. It's just behind the, the curtains. So all we really got to do is start removing curtains. And if we look at some of the things we discussed and we said, okay, that's real. It's in my life. I can now recognize it. And I can start to at least identify it so that I can dissolve it a little bit that's tremendous it'll just give more light that'll come into your life right the light is coming in it's just that the windows are, are are blackened just gotta clean the windows and the light's gonna shine right in right it's we have all the energy that we need and god's in this world so we have everything that we need to feel fully empowered the only difference is that we should make sure we clean the windows and so what we've been talking about until now really is just the dirtied windows. And if you remember last week, when we had this conversation. We were talking about the concepts of, of competition, of being able to really to, to live my life in somebody else's eye and how that drains me, how that blocks my ability to tap into me. Where I want to delve now like in the next sort of phase of this is really a much harder area, believe it or not. That's the area of the future. We had on the Shabbat show um, a great psychologist named David Lieberman, for those who saw the Shabbat show before Yom Kipper. And in there, he quoted some great stat. I, I think this was his stat, but I don't remember it specifically, but it was, it was around this, that 85% of our negative thoughts don't come true. I think that was the stat. That a lot of what we think about that is negative, the worry, the anxiety, the assuming bad, that ultimately, when you get into the, into the situation that you're in, doesn't pan out. Right, the Shemin should be only better. And so if we can sort of like analyze, like we are where we are right now, what's blocking my energy? So you look over to the right and to the left, and yes, the competition that I'm in does that. But if I even look forward, it blocks my energy. Like you see just how, how many things are blocking our energy. Like how many things are blocking us or being us. And one of them is forward. When we look forward, most of us see things that are more negative than positive. More worrisome than enthusiastic. We assume worst versus best. And in the assumption of what will be bad, What that does for us is it like we spoke this, remember we spoke about the the fallacy of projection, right? The projection bias. We have a really bad, we really can't project well. We really don't know how we're going to feel in in a day from now. We don't know how we're going to feel in an hour from now. I was talking to a friend of mine yesterday and I said to him what I believe to be true. I never saw this anywhere. I just believe it. So take it for what it is. I believe we're in the world right now and God is teaching us the lesson of anything can happen ever. Like, I believe that, I think we're in that space now where the world just moves in an in unpredictable way. It feels to me, and maybe it's just my own bias, but it feels to me that it is more unpredictable than usual. And I think there's, in a way, physically it's challenging, but spiritually it's healthy. Because if we could somehow grapple with unpredictability, by recognizing that we we really weren't good at prediction in the first place, it will teach us that my job is not to predict. Once you get that, you're free from prediction. Doesn't mean you can't plan, but once we move from planning to prediction, we move into a world where we put our energy at risk. So when I predict, that this is gonna be terrible because it says it's gonna rain or because this is challenging or I think I know what tomorrow brings. What I'm doing is I'm taking a future problem that may not ever come into this world. I am now bringing it into my world and putting it into my heart at a time where I can't even control it. So now all I have is the negativity right? Let me just use a sports example. If I'm worried about losing the game in the fourth quarter and I'm in the first quarter, I am taking the worry of losing and all that comes with it. I had this growing up. I remember playing in games that were big games and sitting on the court and playing in the first quarter and thinking to myself, as I'm playing, if we lose and we don't make it to the playoffs and this and that and And the truth is it wasn't as bad as I thought it was losing and B, I I wasn't as, I wasn't playing as well because if I'm worried about tomorrow today, all that I do is I take the worry of tomorrow. I can't control it. So I can't make it better because I'm not in tomorrow. I can't skip time. So I take the worry of tomorrow and I place it into my today and all that I have left now I have, like, extracted out the most negative piece. I've placed that into my heart, and all that does is shut down the energy. It just shuts shuts the system down. So now my ability to actually impact tomorrow, which starts today, right? So if I'm worried about losing the game, and that gets to me in in the first quarter, and I'm sitting in the first quarter worrying about losing the game, I've extracted the negativity, stuck it into my heart, shut down my own energy, making it harder for me to score points, making me worse off after the first quarter, which makes it more likely that I'm going to lose in the fourth quarter. So the worrying is actually a self-prediction. It's a self-fulfilling prophecy. I'm enabling me to be less effective because by worrying, I'm going to drag that. Now I can plan. But the worry, the anxiety. And by the way, I am like at the top of this list. I'm a total, I'm, I'm a total worry wart. Totally. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like I, I forget about it. No one should think that like I got this. I don't got anything. When you say something, doesn't mean you got something. Just want to be, make sure that's clear to everyone who's listening. We're on the same boat. If you feel if you're if you're nodding your head, we're in the same boat you wake up in the morning you're like i hope this works out i hope that works out i hope this works out i hope that works out you're in the same boat now sometimes it's good because it's sometimes it's better to be worrying about it and doing something than to be out to lunch okay i got that much better to be like thinking maybe it's better maybe I don't, let's assume To thinking is this gonna work is that gonna work and planning and making sure it works out and what if it rains and you create that eventuality and what if it's sunny and create that eventuality fine Let's assume that just thinking about it gives you the ability to do something about it. But worrying about it, the anxiety, what it does is it starts to draw in the negativity, which then shuts down the ability that we have to be effective at the moment, which then only creates, in some cases, a higher likely of that worrying coming true and that happens sometimes because you're so worried that you are like predicting it almost and the predictions are what you're seeing remember the stuff that we did on the schema your brain doesn't see everything it sees the things that it's pre-programmed to see and when you're pre-programmed to see failure you're going to look for the failure see that you're right and then stick with it so if you get up st- if you get up to present. And you're, you assume that you're gonna fail, and you see somebody like you know give you like a look. They could just be like you know you know having a, a you know uh, an itch, but you're pre-programmed to see the look being a disapproving look, which then sends you back into a negative state, which then allows you to have less of a presentation. And so really. One of the great blocks, really one of the great blocks, is the difference between prediction and planning. Because in the world of predictions, we're really not good at it. And a lot of times we predict, a lot of times we predict worse than it comes out. We predict us being weaker. We predict us being less successful. We predict them being stronger. Our predictions, many times, is is the cause of our inability to be successful today and to bring some of those things into the future tomorrow. And we even do this with other people. Like we predict that somebody else in front of us is not gonna like us so much. And so then as a result, we act to them in a way that's not as warm. And so as a result, they act to us as not as warm. It's not real. It's not real. It's all from our seeing forward in in a way That's, it's less than positive. Now, this is really, there's really two ways to deal with this. And I think there's one, one is more effective than the other. This is really as, let's do the more effective way. And we spoke about this once or twice before here on the show, but I want to, I don't think we, we spoke about it from this context. this is really where the rubber meets the road on faith. Faith is present, if you will, in the world of rituals. And so if you do a ritual or don't do a ritual, Yeah, see someone of faith, they they do things, they pray, they have rituals and commandments, for sure. But if you really wanna get in, in my opinion, into the world of faith, And you want to use like some thermometer to see where your faith is at. A lot of it depends on this thing. And this is something that my rabbi from Israel by Levy has been teaching me. And it's something that I think in the core of the real spiritual thought, this is really in the middle of it. And this is why I believe Rabbi Nachman, one of the greatest rabbis to ever walk the face of this earth said there is a large, there mitzvah gadola there is a big mitzvah, to always be happy. He wasn't, like I said earlier, wasn't, you know, don't worry, be happy. He wasn't Bob Marley. It was that this idea of driving towards empowerment, this idea of driving towards happiness requires a certain level of faith. Because you can't possibly be always happy if you're living in this world that you're controlling. It's impossible. There's too many things going on. There's too many things that are, that are worrisome, if you will. A person who is running the show can't possibly have that level of happiness there's too much happening for, their, for them in their lives. Their brain is getting lost in the world of prediction. And in the world of prediction, 85% of your thoughts are predicting things that don't happen to the negative. You can't stop doing that. You can't stop being that. Like, what are you going to turn it off? What, what are you going to do? Just say, like, I'm going to stop thinking of tomorrow. And then when you feel worried, what are you going to be like, stop. You're going to just tell yourself, like, you, you could, by the way, if you have this discipline, keep a journal. I have a friend of mine that does that for certain days. You know, there's certain times of, of, the, of the week. If you want to get, let's get a little bit advanced over here. There's certain times of the week where the rabbis say there's no blessing. Like right before Shabbat, they say there's no blessing. If you end up working too late, relax, go home, prepare yourself. Like, let, let, God, let, let God be God. He is no blessing. During certain holidays, whatever. So there are people that are that, that they they mark down, if you will, or they're aware of what they did on these times to see, not to check, but they they remember. So when something doesn't happen, when the, you know, the the project that was supposed to for sure happen, that they worked on, if you will, and then seven months later it doesn't, they remind themselves that you see that, that stuff really does make sense. But unless you're going to sit and say, okay, I was worried about X. Let me write it down in my journal. And then two days from now, X doesn't happen. Let me remind myself that X didn't happen. So the next time I'm worried about X, not to, not to worry. That's an approach. But There's a much deeper approach. A deeper approach is the constant reminder of I'm not in control. Now, that's hard. But that's the game. I'm not in control. And I've been commanded, if you will, to be positive, to be empowered. And I'm not in control. So what's going to happen tomorrow? I'm just not in control of tomorrow. There's a, there's a certain conditioning that takes place in the eyes of those with the faith that reminds them consistently that as much as we'd like to be in control, which then allows us to worry about it, we're just not in control. And the recognition that I'm not in control. By the way, for those who are backseat drivers, yesterday this happened, I was driving, one of my kids was like, you know, go fast. And I'm like, listen, how about this? Let daddy do the driving. You do the sitting in the back, listening to music. Like you do you do, you do, do your job, sit in the back, listen to music and be happy. Let, let me do my job, worrying about like, because i'm in new york like how quickly after it turns green do cars have to drive for those who don't live in new york you don't or israel you don't know what i'm talking about like here as soon as it turns green you have like 10 seconds to move or else people go nuts and so like my kids are getting that you know that that misora that i'm passing on to them of just being nuts so as yesterday we're sitting in a red light and like no one's moving and my kids like what's going on i'm like "Whoa, whoa 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 Let daddy be the nervous wreck at the front. Let me be the one that's talking to the cars and telling them to move. You be you, you're the kids. Your job is sit in the back and like look into space. I don't know, play a game. You don't, don't play my game, All right? God's like, listen, let me do the driving. How about you sit in the back? You have today. Let me worry about tomorrow. Now that's really where we still have to, having to work. Because if a person starts this game, asking themselves consistently what's in my domain and what's out of my domain. What ends up happening is they start realizing that there's a lot less in my domain than I think. This rhetoric, this conditioning of faith, if you will, that the world's going to change 10 times till Sunday before Sunday, that we have no idea how the world predicts. And in fact, when I did this with you, remember we did this here, now it's coming back to me uh, from the Bell Parkway for those who remember that example on the Bell Parkway. We don't know what highways, what traffic's going to be like in the highway until we get to that highway. The reason why we're talking about it in this context is because it's not a nice thing to do. This area of reaching into the future and being worried, this area of not being empowered at the moment is not just a faith exercise. It's an energy exercise. It's blocking us. It's what's creating a lot of our problems. It's why we can't be great because we're living in a place that we shouldn't be living in. We're living in tomorrow or we can't even see tomorrow, but we're still living there. That inability to create the border and saying, I can't cross this border, it doesn't belong to me, is what allows our energy to diffuse. All right, we'll talk about this. Think about this today. Think about throughout the day, the times of our, see if you can just be more aware of how many times we have worry or anxiety or negativity about areas that we just don't have the ability to control. Like, it's not like we can do something about it. There's there's that middle ground, right? Of not today, but I can control it. We're not gonna get there yet. I'm talking about the not today and I can't control. Tomorrow, what's gonna be there, things out of my control, things out of my hands once we start to be aware that these things isn't just like, okay, fine. These things that I'm trying to control that I can't is actually sucking my energy dry. It's I'm I'm taking a, um, a pill that's making me tired. People do that. They OD and they take drugs that end up keeping them in bed all day. Until the doctor's like, what are you doing? And they pull them off the pill. Reaching into the future is the drugs that we're overdosed- overdosing on that's keeping us in bed. All right, we'll talk about it. Have a great day, everybody. And with God's help, I cannot wait to see you again tomorrow. Have a great day.